friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Contenders Radio. This is your host, Pastor Kevin Inman, and uh, excited to be with you again today. We are going to continue talking about putting off and putting on. We're talking about dealing with sin in our lives. And obviously, the answer to sin in our lives is to repent of the sin and turn away from it. No Christian should continue in a lifestyle, a a habitualness, if you will, of sin. And yet we do find oftentimes that there are those strongholds of sin in our life that seem to haunt us, to hold on to us and and, uh, rear up their ugly heads, if you will. And so that's what we're going to talk about a little more today. We're going to get a little more practical here and talk about uh, one of the aspects we've already discussed uh, in the midst of this put-off, put-on dynamic. We're going to talk about changing our thoughts. And so that's the topic for today. How do we change our thoughts in uh, helping us to deal with habitual sin? But before we get into that, I want to just uh, take a moment to do a couple of things. And one is to update uh, you guys. Uh, We've received a number of of, um, questions uh, throughout the last uh, couple of weeks asking about my health. And so I just want to say that I'm very grateful. I've responded to as many emails as I have been able to Um, This is not my primary thing. I do not make millions of dollars uh, talking to you. Uh, I just just don't have that kind of voice about me. Uh, I don't have that attention span, I guess, all of those things. But really, my primary ministry is local. Uh, I pastor a church, a local congregation in Orange, Texas, uh, and that is is my primary uh, calling here as far as ministry goes. And so I devote the bulk of my time to that endeavor. Uh, also uh, do this ministry as well. The church is gracious enough in extending the opportunity for me to do this, and I do it as I'm able. Now we're we're mostly putting out uh, two new uh, broadcasts per week. Uh, these are on a number of stations uh, across the United States of America and even picked up by satellite radio in a number of countries. And uh, thanks to the Internet, we're in a 100 and... Uh, 40-some-odd different countries uh, again. And so uh, this has just been a great uh, opportunity. It's been a great experience, and I'm just very grateful for it. Um, but back to the matter at hand, let me just say that uh, I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good and uh, health-wise. Uh, I uh, have been battling for, oh, let's see, since 2008, so 11 years, uh, with Lyme disease and uh, was diagnosed Oh, I guess in 11 or 12, something like that. So it's been five, six years that we've, uh, uh, well, no, it's been longer than that. It's been six or seven years. Uh, my, my math, I, I'm, I'm not very good at math, but, uh, it's been, it's been a number of years that I've known I've had Lyme disease, but been struggling since 2008, just didn't know what it was. But, uh, I'm happy to say that the actual, uh, Lyme, 
bacteria is uh, testing negative in my blood again. So I, I just thank the Lord for that. Uh, I have found uh, the right doctor. And so, Dr. Amy, hello, if you're listening. And uh, Dr. Amy out in Marble Falls, she's been able to do a tremendous um, uh, good for me. The protocol that, that we're doing, combination of natural and um, antibiotic type treatment, uh, so I'm very grateful for that. The Lyme is, as I said, testing negative. Now, that doesn't mean that it's gone. Um, the verdict's still add on, out on that, but uh, at least it's in remission. Now, those of you who don't know about Lyme disease, uh, I'm going to tell you just very quickly because, again, a number of you have been asking, and, and uh, if you're not one of those, well, uh, sorry, <laughs> but here we go. Uh, Lyme disease is technically considered just a Bartonella, if uh, if memory calls. It's the Bartonella. It's a bacterial infection. But really what it seems to be, and, and let me just say I'm not a doctor, okay, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express recently, <laughs> if that helps. But uh, uh, I, I think the research is beginning to show that Lyme is actually the conglomeration, if you will, of a number of different bacterial strains. And so Bartonella, Babesia, those sorts of things, there's, oh, I don't know, 11, 12, 13 of those different strains. I think time will show that, that Lyme is really a number of different infections. It's very unusual for someone just to have Bartonella, which is the main thing that that doctors call Lyme disease today. Uh, typically, you see uh, Bartonella along with something else, and that's that's my case as well. But the Bartonella, the the, the primary Lyme uh, bacteria, is is uh, showing uh, to be dormant or, or negative in my blood. So I, I just thank God for that, and so uh, that's good. I've been feeling better. Still treating the other infections, uh, the Babesia, and uh, there's some other um, immuno kind of disorders that that I've been battling. And which came first, you know, only the Lord God knows. But uh, his his grace is enough, and uh, he gives me grace each and every day. So I'm able, uh, once again, to be a little more active. So I, I'm just praising God. So I wanted to give you an update. I'm, I'm feeling good. And uh, just, again, the, that credit goes to the Lord God, and, and he's used Dr. Amy and um, the Shoemake Protocol and some other things, just some dietary changes, predominantly off sugar uh, now I do I do have a cheat day now and again, <laughs> and if you ask my wife, she'd say it's 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 more often than not. But but that's not entirely true. I've been doing pretty good, so I'm just I'm very grateful. So thank you for your your prayers. Thanks for asking about that. By no means am I like in the clear here as far as being cured. I'm still taking medication, still uh, doing a, a specific diet and taking supplements, um, particular you know supplements different times of day. So I've got a long way to go. But again, I'm, I'm grateful. Things are going well. So uh, thanks for asking. And I mentioned earlier that uh, the Lord has been using this ministry in a number of different countries. And I have a letter here. I receive these types of things pretty often. And I like to start sharing some of those. But this is from a dear brother who is speaking on behalf of, of a small group of believers in Kenya. They're in the western part of Kenya. And they write uh, saying, um, dear beloved friends in Christ, much greetings through the precious name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank God and give him all praise and honor and glory for the wonderful ministry work that you're doing for his purposes. We're so blessed and thrilled in our hearts and minds for what you're teaching on your ministry website. We're a small Bible study group and hungering and thirsting for the truth of God's word and true uh, such as you teach. 
So kindly and humbly we request you to prayerfully consider sending us more teachings for edification and Bibles if you have them. We're also invited uh, inviting you to come. Well, that just gets into some, some other things, inviting us to come there to that western part of Kenya, which I would love to do if the Lord would open that door. And we're going to do what we can to get Bibles to you. So I'm going to follow up with you guys. And uh, I just wanted to, to share that with our listeners that uh, this is uh, this is a great blessing and opportunity. I'm I'm blessed to be able to do this, and just very grateful that you folks are are listening. I'm very grateful that uh, some of you are sharing and and uh, sharing the the podcast uh, links to our website and those sorts of things. So so thank you. We'll continue to um, seek to be faithful to the Lord and to His Word. And with that, uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back to get into dealing with. Uh, our mind, our heart, how we can change our thinking. No more stinking thinking. We want to be able to put off the habits of sin. So we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Contenders Radio with Kevin Inman. Hey, just a reminder that you are listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. You can find us on the web at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. You can also find us at contendersradio.com. That's www.contendersradio.com. Be sure and check out the website. On the site, you will find some resources, some articles and whatnot, but you'll also be able to listen to any of the episodes that you have missed right there on the site, on the free audio player, or you can always download the broadcast to listen at your own convenience, even setting up your iPod or your MP3 player to automatically download each new episode as it comes out every single week. What a bargain, and as always, it's free, and free is a very good price. That's right. Free is a very good price, and thank the Lord for the free gift of salvation that he offers us in Jesus Christ, because it is by grace we're saved through faith, not of works, lest any man boast. It is a gift of God, and so we're grateful for that saving grace that the Lord bestows upon us through the beloved Jesus Christ. So again, we are here at Contenders Radio talking today once again about dealing with sin, dealing with habitual sin. And yes, we know what should we do with sin? We should repent and turn from it. Absolutely. But we know that the reality is that many Christians still struggle uh, with the entanglement of habitual sins in their life. If, if you have lived a certain way dealing with a certain sin, and that's been your life for most of your your life, uh, you become a Christian, and yes, the, the 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 result, the death that comes by way of that sin, you've been rescued from the penalty of that sin, and yet it does oftentimes still entangle us as Christians, and so we want to deal once again with that very thing. Now, let me just say one more thing. I was just reminded of a of another uh, email that I received. And, and, you know, they're not all good. Let me just tell you that they're not all good. There are many people who disagree and and uh, and that's that's fine. I, I'm 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 I know that I'm not perfect. And uh, my that means my theology will not be 
perfect in every area as well, though we seek to, um, to, to, to have a perfect theology. That is absolutely the goal. But uh, uh, the, 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 the reality is that, that you know, we're bound to make mistakes. And, and, and speaking of mistakes, let me just say that, that on Contenders Radio here, there's not a lot of post-editing that goes on. There's really no post-editing. This is done, um, this is done live, and now you may not be li- listening live. You're most likely listening delayed, but this show is done live. And uh, there's no going back. I mean, what comes out uh, comes out, and uh, uh, that, that's good. This is just raw. It's just real. I know it's not polished, and, and folks, I want you to know uh, I'm not seeking to be polished. There's plenty of folks who are more gifted than me, and, and they've got people uh, working for them, editing, that sort of thing. And so there are plenty of polished episodes, uh, podcasts, uh, uh, studies, uh, radio uh, folks, you know, that sort of thing. You, you can listen to that if that's your choosing. That's great. And, and so just getting back to this idealist email, this, this particular folk, uh, this particular folk, see, <laughs> I'm not even going to edit that out. But this particular person uh, just said something to the effect that, uh, hey, the, the content's good, but you need to work on your delivery. It's not very polished and clean. Maybe spend some time uh, in, the, in the post-editing room taking care of all of these blunders and, and uh uh, even they even use the the word lame uh, for some of my my jokes and 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 hey um, you know that hurts that really hurts no, I'm just kidding it's fine uh, humor is very subjective and if you don't like it hey that's all right listen to Todd Frill you know he's he's a quite uh, funny guy uh, but maybe that's not your cup of tea either and that's okay uh, I still uh, love you in the Lord. Um, but just know, hey, we probably won't be hanging out anytime soon. Okay, anyway, back to the topic at hand. We're talking about change, and specifically a, a change of thought, a change of mind, uh, even you might say a heart change. And so back to Ephesians chapter 4, just remember where we've been the last um, few episodes. If you're listening, I would just encourage you to go back and listen to the, the two episodes before this on the put-off, put-on dynamic. And so we, we get that idea from from, uh, I believe it's Jay Adams and some of his works in biblical counseling, but it comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, where it says, in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside or put off, okay, but you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. And verse 24 then goes on to say, and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. And then he gets into some examples for the rest of that chapter and, and even into chapter 5 and following. But but right between verse 22 that says put off the old and verse 24 that says put on the new, there's this little phrase sandwiched in there in verse 23, and that you be re- Renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that's what we want to focus on today about being renewed in the spirit of our mind. Now, now just know we're, we're, we're talking about a change of thinking and, and, you know, some would say a change of heart. And so uh, this is the center of who we are. And, and we know that as our thinking goes, so goes our life. And so stinky thinking or stinking thinking, if you're from southeast Texas, right, the stinking thinking will absolutely affect us. And so what we want to do then is, is as we mentioned also in a prior episode in uh, this put-off, put-on topic, talking about uh, the book of Colossians chapter 3 where it says, uh, if you've been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand and set your mind on things above 
love, not on the things that are on the earth. And he says why we should do that. For we've died, and our life is hidden with Christ in God. And so we want to set our minds on things above so that we do not think about the stinky things of the earth. And, and I'm using that word stinky or stinking. I know that maybe maybe that's a little, um, a little I don't know, simplistic, but, but it's true. As our mind goes, so will our thoughts go. So we want high thoughts. We want lofty thoughts. And, and folks, listen, we could just very simply end right here, although we're not going to. We could simply say the, the, the bigger our view of God and the more the, the higher our thinking of God, if you will, the more exalted God is in our mind, the more apt that we will be to walk and live in holiness. And folks, that's, that's true. As, as our mind goes, so will our life go. And we need to make much of God and make, you know, um, a lot less of ourselves. And, and folks, this is true for each of us as individuals. And it's, it's a shame that so many Christians are being, are being misled about what true Christianity is. And, and there are ministers who spend so much time talking about their own lives that, that they, they barely make it to talk about the Lord God. And when they do, oftentimes their perception of God is so tainted, it's so twisted, it's so distorted that that they wind up preaching a false God, a false God. And folks, we do not want to do that. We want to make much of the biblical God. And so what do we need to do? We need to change our thoughts. So we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And so as we as we made it through the last uh, episode, as we made it through verses 25 of Ephesians 4, all the way through verse 32, as we looked practically at what the Apostle Paul said to put off falsehood, to put on speaking the truth, um, to put off um, bitterness and wrath, those things, and then to put on kindness. As he goes through those uh, very practical uh, put-off, put-on scenarios, one thing we, we noticed, and we didn't spend a whole lot of time last time, but one thing we, we, we began to get into was the ideal of the mind. And so if we're going to put off um, uh, falsehood, we have to make a decision. We have to make a conscious effort in our brains to stop lying and to begin to tell the truth. So we have to refuse wrong thoughts and we have to develop a new way of thinking. So how do we do that? How are we to do that as Christians? How do we, you know, because it's one thing to say, hey, repent and stop sinning. It's another thing to, to really break that down and say, okay, if I'm going to stop this pattern of sin now, what can I do to begin a, a pattern of, of, of holiness? It's one thing just to say, don't do this. But now we need to say, okay, I'm not going to do that. I need to change my thinking and start doing something different. It starts in our mind. So let's talk practically. How can we then do that? Well, here's how. We need to saturate our mind with the scriptures. We must saturate our mind with the word of God. Now, friends, in Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, great text he says, therefore, now, what's the therefore? Therefore, we always ask that question. And so you go back and look at the argument of what the Lord of, has inspired G, um, Jesus to write. Well, 
this is the word of God, which this is the word of Jesus, obviously, but, but he inspired the Apostle Paul to write this letter to the Roman Christians. And, and just before chapter 12, as he's, he's making this argument through, through the entire book of Romans, remember every, every book of the Bible, there is a central theme, okay? There's a central theme, and, and you can't just pull a verse out and use it uh, willy-nilly, as we would say. You can't use it just any way you want to to make a point. You have to make sure you're using that scripture in light of the paragraph it's in. You have to use that paragraph in light of the chapter it's in, and then use that in light of the entire book. Remember, there were no verses and chapters in the original writing. This was just a letter. We call it fancy in a fancy way, an epistle, but it was simply a letter addressed to these Christians in here in the area of Rome, Paul writes. And so so right before chapter 12, verse 1, where it says, therefore, he, 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 he ends chapter 11 with, with this great doxology. And this is something else we've, we've already talked about on prior episodes, but, but just listen again, verses 33 through 36. He says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or, or who became his counselor or who has first given to him that he might be paid back to him again for from him and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever. Amen. And friend, listen, the amen is actually there in the text in verse 36 of Romans chapter 11. And so then chapter 12 starts, therefore, in light of who God is, how glorious, how splendid, how awesome and majestic in, in, in light of how, how just glorious he is and how worthwhile, how worthy of our praise and our affection and our adoration in, in, in light of, of how worthy he is of our worship. We should be living our lives for God. So therefore, he says, I urge you, brethren, Christian, he's talking to Christians. I urge you, Christians, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So we're to actively now present ourselves. That's the put off, put on thing we were speaking of earlier. We are, have, we, we are to, to actively engage in taking part in not sinning and then offering ourselves to God for his use, for his service, for, 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 for his will. And, and that's what he goes on to say, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. So do not be conformed, do not be forced into the mold, twisted into the mold of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So here we go. This is how we, how we do the put off, put on. It starts in our thinking. We don't want stinking thinking. We want to elevate our thinking. We want to be renewed in our mind. So be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You know what? God's will is all of those things, good, acceptable, perfect. And how do we know God's will? It tells us we need to be renewed in our mind by the renewing of our mind. And then obviously the letter continues on from there. But folks, listen, this ideal of our mind, as we set our thoughts on God, as we then seek to present ourselves for, for acts of holiness, for works of holiness that the Lord has, has already um, set out for 
us to engage in. Remember, again, that that passage we started off with here uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. It's by grace we're saved through faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. And verse 10 continues and says, for we are God's workmanship. We're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. He created us. There's the purpose. He created us to walk in holiness and do the things that he's equipped us to do. And so, friends, if we're going to do that, we have to be renewed in our mind. We have to saturate our minds with the word of God. We have to be in God's word. My friends, the scriptures are so accessible to us today. They're so accessible. We must get in them. We we can carry the scriptures we have. We have, in fact, in any given household, if you're here in America, for sure, we've got you know two or more Bibles per house per, per, per household. And and sadly, so few people are reading those scriptures. And just like this dear brother from Kenya, from the western part of of Kenya, Africa, uh, they they are desiring more copies of God's word. They want God's word, and we. Here we spur it. We take it for granted. Coming up at our church, we're going to be once again uh, contributing um, just an offering for the purchase of Bibles. This will be through Gideon International, and and uh, we're 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 happy to be able to support the endeavor of getting copies of God's Word to other other people. They they pass them out in workplaces and schools uh, where they're allowed, but also in sending them overseas for mission work and whatnot. And so we're we're just grateful to be a part of that. Now in a, in Proverbs, excuse me, in Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty three, the scriptures say this. Say it, it says. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. So friends, listen, just just like Proverbs tells us here, we, we must be very careful to watch over our heart. Now, you're, you're, you're saying heart and mind, you're kind of interchanging them. Yes, I am interchanging them. That's that inward us, the innermost being, our heart, the center of our, of our uh, I guess you could call it the control center of our life. And, and friends, that's, that's, we, we call that our heart, but it's, but it's our thinking. It's our thinking. That's why elsewhere in, in uh, Proverbs it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So, so that center part of us, that central part of us, we must saturate our heart, our mind with Scripture. So, and, and as we watch over it, we'll be very careful to do just that, saturating our mind with Scripture. We need to do what the Psalms encourage us to do in other places in Scripture as well. We need to then, as we are going to saturate our mind with Scripture, we then need to meditate on the Word of God, which is the Scripture, the Bibles. We want to meditate on the Word of God. Now, we'll spend some time uh, in the future, Lord willing, dealing with what meditation is. But let me just simply say, biblical meditation is not the same thing as what's typically understood to be meditation. Eastern uh, meditation or the common, typical uh, thought about meditation, uh, that would be basically defined as the emptying of our minds. We're, we're, compl- we're emptying our thoughts. All right? we, want to be, we want to engage in nothingness, and, and that stems from Hinduism. Uh, there's elements of Buddhism Tao, or, or Taoism, um, uh, this, this Eastern-type ideal of meditation. That is not at all what I'm speaking of. That's not biblical meditation. Biblical meditation is about 
about saturating your mind with Scripture. And so when I say, what do we need to do to change our thoughts so that we do not sin? We need to saturate our mind with Scripture and meditate on the Word of God. I'm really saying the same thing, just two different ways. We need to meditate. We need to fill our minds with Scripture, and then we need to ruminate or dwell upon, chew on those words, chew on that Scripture over and over again, thinking about each word in context of the verse that it's in, thinking about that verse in context of the chapter of the book that it's in. We need to engage in that type of meditation. In Psalm verse 70 or verse Psalm verse Psalm chapter 77, excuse me, verse 11 and following, the word of God says this, I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will meditate on all your work and muse on your deeds. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples. And then it continues on from there in verse 15. But just notice here where we start in verse 11. I shall remember your deeds. Where do we, how do we remember the deeds of the Lord, those deeds of old? Well, none of us were there, especially like think back to creation some 6,000 years ago. And that's right, 6,000 some odd years ago. That's what the Bible would teach us. None of us were there. So where do we learn about those creative acts of the Lord God? Oh, yeah, in the scriptures. We see it in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. We see it elsewhere in the Psalms. We see Jesus speak about the book of Genesis. He even says that Moses was the author. He even talks about some of the commands as God made male and female. Yes, there are only two genders, okay? he That's another episode, but uh, we'll get there. But he made two genders, male and female, in the beginning. And he said that they would uh, come together, that they would be married, that the, the, the man would leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they would be one flesh. And, and Jesus said that that was in the beginning. It took place in the beginning, not after millions of years of evolution, but in the beginning of creation, man and woman were made to become one the bonds of matrimony and so we remember the deeds of the lord we remember his wonders of old creating everything that we see today out of nothing the wonders of old where do we get that from the word of god and verse 12 says i will meditate on your work and muse on your deeds so we're thinking we're meditating really on the word of god looking at what God has done, looking at who God is. Now, friends, we are at time today, uh, but I'm going to pick up here on the next episode. And so I want to encourage you to tune in. We're going to look very practically as we continue talking about how to change our thoughts so that we can put off sin and we can put on the works or, or rather the, the, the fruit of God's spirit, that new creation that he has made. Remember, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature, a new creation. The old is gone and behold all things have become new so we want to put off sin put on holiness and that starts with our thinking so god bless you i pray that you'll be encouraged i pray that you'll continue to be renewed in the spirit of your mind as you meditate on god's word and that's where we'll pick up next time god bless thanks for listening to today's broadcast of contenders radio with pastor kevin inman For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com.
You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.